Welcome to Get Your Head Back in the Game. This is a podcast about the amazing human spirit to overcome setbacks and stories to inspire you to get your head back in the game. My name is Melissa Ross. I am a mother, a wife, a sibling, a former professional cyclist, a cycling coach, and a serial entrepreneur. I am a traumatic brain injury warrior. I have lost everything and have fought my way back step by step. And I invite you to do the same. So get ready to join me for this wild ride. Hi everyone, this is Melissa Ross and welcome to episode two of Get Your Head Back in the Game. In this episode, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about myself and introduce you to why I created the podcast. It's been a project I've been wanting to do for over two years and was something I became obsessed with after I had my second traumatic brain injury. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about who I am and where I've come in, especially the last few years, but my story begins. We'll just start with when I went into college, I became obsessed with cycling and that's where I met my husband, Aaron Ross. We were on the university of Wyoming cycling team and literally got together the first month I was at the university of Wyoming and we've been together ever since. So we've been through a lot. Um, after I was at the university, I um, actually jumped right into professional cycling. I was able to go to Europe and race um, in the women's road circuit. I did UCI racing. I raced with a French team and a British team and traveled all over Europe. It was quite eye-opening and, um, something I will never forget. And after that, I got into road racing in the U S on team Kenda, and then also did a lot of cyclocross racing at the UCI level and got into mountain biking once we moved to Phoenix and got into, um, a professional, um, category once I worked myself up to that. So I became, I don't know, well versed in the whole cycling scene from road to cross to mountain and got into endurance and ultra endurance and, um, recently bikepacking. I've also been coaching since 2010 and have a company called Killer Coach. My business partner is Trisha Davis, and she's amazing. She's one of my best friends. And, and then I also own Narketing, which is a website development and marketing company where I build a lot of websites for small businesses to bigger businesses, and I help people manage their marketing needs. My husband and I own Link Cycling. It's a cycling performance cycling lab in Laramie where we do bike fitting, 
um, bike repair, bike service, and we sell bikes. So there's a lot of stuff going on in my life right now, but this thing has been something I've been wanting to do. And here goes the down and dirty of what, what happened to me. And what happened was when, um, before we started link cycling, my husband and I had, uh, transitioned from Phoenix to, uh, Laramie and we were owning a import export business where, um, long story short, we got into a really unfortunate situation with a business partner and we personally lost hundreds of thousands of dollars and fell flat on our faces. This was only in 2018. (laughs) Then in 2019, um, I was riding my mountain bike and I fell. I was almost back to my car and lost consciousness for maybe six to 10 minutes, just based on my watch. And I woke up in this, just in the woods and I had no idea where I was and how I got there. And my dogs were there trying to throw a stick at me. And I just remember looking at my bike and realizing, okay, I rode my bike and I don't know where my car is parked, but I knew that because I'd lost my memory that I had suffered a traumatic brain injury. And it was something that I knew other people had experienced. And it was very frightening realization to know that that's where I was. And long story short, um, I had several symptoms of a concussion or traumatic brain injury. And when I went to the doctor, you know, all they would say was, I'm so sorry. And I don't know how long you will have this. So I, you know, I thought, well, it's just going to last a week and go away. Um, or, you know, once a week went by, it's just going to last another week. And then I realized it was not going to be a very fast um, recovery. It was going to be a very, very long road. And with this first traumatic brain injury, my main symptoms were dizziness, loss of balance. I actually didn't have too bad memory loss. Um, I had a lot of fatigue and light sensitivity. And I didn't realize at the time, but I did have trouble reading. Um, I, I just didn't understand what it was. I, I just felt overwhelmed. And at the time I had a job doing marketing for another company and it was very stressful because I was, I was able to take some time off and just literally lay in my bed in a dark room for three weeks and come into work once a week or once a day for an hour. And that's all I could handle. And then I would go home and just crawl back into bed and lay there. And I just remember laying in bed and breathing and 
when I breathe in my mind, I would just imagine on my inhale, I would just imagine these particles of bright light healing lights that would enter my brain. And when I would exhale, I would exhale and all the tar black of, of whatever was injuring my brain would just come out through my arms and through my fingers. And I would just do that for hours, just imagining that my brain was going to heal. And anyway, I had to get a lot of help from family. I remember my daughter at the time was just turning a year old that my youngest and my oldest daughter was just over two or just over three years old. So I was very, um, I was struggling to be a mother and recover from this injury. I (laughs) would have to call a sibling or somebody. If Aaron had to leave the house with me alone with the kids, we had to call somebody to come watch me too, because I could not handle being alone with my children. It was too overwhelming. I couldn't go to the grocery store. Walking into a grocery store was absolutely unbearable with all the LED lights and, um, and then all the, you know, the people and sensory things. So I spent many months in physical therapy and saw my chiropractor. He became, you know, one of my like biggest advocates for healing. And, you know, as time went on, I started to get better. And it was several months later, that was in October, that incident happened. And it was about June, the next year, 2020, which, you know, all of that other stuff happening in the world made my anxiety and um, overwhelm with being around people even worse. Um, It was June that I was able to get back on my bike and start to feel like I could control my bike again because thinking and braking, moving your head around and pedaling and balancing is a lot of multitasking when you're riding a bike for your brain. And you don't realize that until your brain is injured. So then it was only a month later (laughs) that I was at work and I remember I was walking to go tell um, one of my coworkers a, a story I'd read from my email and she wasn't at her desk. So I walked back to my office and I was looking down the hallway over my shoulder, like, where, where'd she go? And ran right into my door jam with the side of my head. The other injury was from the front of my head. This was the side of my head. And it was a hard enough impact that I knew right away that this was bad. And I immediately went into fight or flight mode. It was at the end of the day. And so I grabbed my belongings and I left quickly. Nobody saw it except for me. And I left and went home because I knew that it wouldn't take but a few minutes before my symptoms would really kick in. And this time with the second injury, 
the symptoms were worse and I wasn't knocked out unconscious. Um, this time my symptoms turned still into that dizziness and fatigue and this extreme level of fight or flight, but I had foggy head. I had tr extreme trouble reading. It's very light sensitive. So looking at a screen and working was extremely unbearable. I was very agitated with anybody. <laughs> it was hard to come home and be tired from work and handle my family, especially having young children. So I became a very agitated and angry mother. And my personality from being a very easygoing, happy, um, can-do attitude person, I ch flipped a 180 and I became a very angry, a very pessimistic, hurt. I was very hurt and um, I, you know, I, I was extremely scared about my whole personality changing. Um, I had lost um, balance again. I always felt like I was moving. Like if I went near water, it made me feel like I was, I was just like, you know, and you have that feeling when you get off a boat where you feel like the waves are moving. It felt like that all the time. And I felt like, um, I had extreme insomnia, which I, um, was able to get some medication to help with that. I also was very anxious and would have panic attacks. So if I were to be in a crowd or like an airport or, um, going into like work environments where I had to be around a lot of people, um, it would get, it, I would panic. Um, and often I would just run to the bathroom and hide to calm myself, calm myself down. I couldn't multitask. I, this time with a second injury, I had short-term memory loss. I had, I struggled to find words in my head. It was like being on dial-up internet speed, searching for words to even have an intelligible conversation <laughs> with somebody. And sometimes I, I still struggle with that. Um, I also um, had a hard time feeling joy or what, you know, it's often called flat emotions. So my emotions were very flat. My facial expression was very flat. It was hard to show, you know, like laughing around my kids or showing joy when, you know, they did something really cute, even though I knew it was cute and I wanted to feel that way. It wasn't there. It was, I, I couldn't feel it. And it was like that for many months. Um, it was only a couple weeks after my incident that I ended up getting fired from my job. So I was in a really bad situation. I was the only one making an income for our family at the time because this was after that um, business incident I talked about earlier where 
we lost everything. And, um, Aaron hadn't been able to find a job yet. Uh, he was just doing stuff here and there. And so here I was with traumatic brain injury, number two, no job. And, um, you know, now I, I can't even think to, to figure out how am I going to get myself out of this very bad, dark hole. And, um, when I was in that spot and especially when I was becoming very agitated, I just remember thinking, I don't want to lose my family. And so I have to find a way to get through this and I have to figure out how to control myself because my emotions are out of control. I can't think, can't remember conversations and I have to make an income. And so I literally, by everything I had in my will, power, I pulled myself together slowly and just took each day and made the most out of it. And what I did was I, I started, um, started journaling. That was step one. I, on top of seeing, you know, the Cairo in the physical therapist. And I, I got a neuropsychologist who specialized in sports related concussions. I started journaling and I learned how to keep track of things. So since I couldn't remember, I would write stuff down right away. And that way I could get tasks done that I needed to get done. And then the other part of that was I literally struggled with what I could do in each day. So, and when you talk about concussion, um, with other concussion, uh, warriors, we talk about having so many spoons, the spoons represent how much kind of how much energy you have to handle each day in with a normal brain, you only have, you I mean, you have lots of spoons, but when you have a concussion, let's say you just, you take that down to a third of what you normally had. And, and also each task is going to use more energy than what you normally use. So now you only have a handful of spoons to complete your day and you better use them wisely. So each day I would I would literally write down what I needed to do each day. If it was eating breakfast, um, planning um, something, exercising, getting out and walking was my exercise for many, many months. And then, um, and then making small gains on, on work tasks. I started my company marketing at the time that I had my second traumatic brain injury and doing websites with an injured brain was 
very challenging, but I was very motivated because we had to make an income and I knew I just saw this as an opportunity to build something where I could have a job and accommodate my, my brain injury and accommodate myself, take care of myself better. So my neuropsychologist who was amazing, (laughs) she basically told me that when your brain is like that, when you're working on a computer screen and you're, um, the reason why you feel so agitated at the end of the day, or even the middle of the day is because your brain is really tired. It's literally having an energy crisis, just being injured. And now you're adding work to it. So she told me that every 30 minutes I needed to close my eyes, put my head down for five minutes and do that like clockwork the entire day. And when I did that, I literally had a breakthrough in my levels of agitation and I was able to become a more level headed person and be a little more tolerable of my family when it was the end of the day. So that was probably the best advice she's ever given me. And I always give that to people who tell me they have suffered a concussion or have concussion symptoms. The other thing was, um, when I was journaling, um, I journaled at the end of the day, something positive about what I had done or what someone in my family had done. Cause part of my agitation was literally directed anger at people like my children or my husband. And so I started gratitude journaling. So every day I'd write something that I was grateful for them for doing, even if it was the smallest thing, I just, I would write it down and it made a difference because it helped me to start seeing a new perspective. My brain was able to take on this perspective of gratitude instead of being caught in this angry cycle. Um, A big thing that helped me um, once we got into 2021 was I had hit this plateau with my physical therapy. My balance was a lot better, but I was still really dealing with my light sensitivity and struggling with reading. And I didn't understand that it was a visual problem. And I, I didn't really know that when you have a brain injury, it can actually really hurt your visual systems. And a lot of parts of your brain control different aspects of vision. So anytime you hit your head, whether it's big or small bump, um, it can actually do some damage to your, your visual um, system. And when my husband was at the eye doctor, he had seen this little TV screen that said something about vision therapy can help people who've had a brain injury or a concussion. And so he called me and he's like, Melissa, 
I, I just saw this, you should look into it. And so I looked it up and I found these really great websites that did a lot of research on concussions and they had all sorts of articles about vision therapy and how you had to see an actual optometrist who's trained in vision therapy. It's a, it's a specialty. And there's only one place in the whole state of Wyoming that did this. And that was Snowy Range Vision Center. And it happened to be in Laramie where I live. So I was really lucky. And I got my appointment there and I went into vision therapy, which for several months was three days a week for 30 minutes a session. And vision therapy, I, you know, kind of wonder what the heck do you do in a vision therapy? It doesn't, you know, you go to the eye doctor, they look at your eyes. Well, vision therapy was, I mean, all sorts of activities like, um, learning how to converge and diverge is taking every small aspect of what your vision does, you know, being able to see your, you know, expand your periphery and, um, and, you know, not seeing double, I didn't realize I was seeing double. That's why I would close one eye when I read and, um, my peripheral vision was very narrow and, um, I still, you know, to this day, I still have some visual things I'm always working on. Um, but I, um, made a huge amount of progress in such a short amount of time. It was amazing. The other thing that they did was use different types of filters that would help me for, um, kind of calming down my parasympathetic nervous system so that when I go outside and it'd be bright out, it wouldn't be so overstimulating and overpowering. But the whole vision side of it is, could be several episodes of this podcast because I'm very passionate about my <laughs> vision therapy experience. Um, I spent over seven months in vision therapy in 2021. And then in October of 2021, I went down to Arizona and I rode, I bike packed the airs 300 miles of the Arizona trail. And I was able to train hard for this. I did it with some friends, the Hansons, Jason and Jennifer Hansen, and, uh, also met, uh, another great friend, Lindsay Knoll, who's my first episode and the Arizona trail was the hardest thing I've ever done. I mean, it was harder than any of the professional races I ever did. It was harder than Cape Epic. Um, I did that in 2015 and harder than Leadville. <laughs> it was so hard because it was pushing this weighted bike with all your gear through, you know, this vast desert and, um, oftentimes push, you know, physically pushing your bike uphill. And then, uh, and then you're out for 12 or I think my longest day was 18 hours of moving and you don't sleep hardly and you have to restock for water. And that adventure was, it was hard. I wanted to quit 
like every single day <laughs> would call Jason ended up getting out of that race early because he had um, gone into it with some broken ribs. And so when he was out, he was my go-to uh, mental coach. So I'd call him crying being like, I don't know if I can do this. And you go, okay, you just need some food. And he was right. I would get it to a resupply place, eat a whole bunch of food and I keep going. And I finished that in just under seven days. So it was, it was huge. It was a huge accomplishment for me because I just realized that I went from relearning how to ride a bike, how to balance, how to pedal, how to, how to even ride a bike in, uh, March of that year to completing the hardest challenge of my life. And then it was shortly after the Arizona trail in December of 2021 that I had, um, we went skiing. Our family went, um, is also a ski family because Aaron grew up skiing in Jackson hole. And, uh, we had this huge blizzard, blizzardy blowing wind day. And I got on the chairlift and when I got off, I was so dizzy and discombobulated. Um, I went home and the next day when I woke up, I literally went from feeling like a more normal person to, I woke up feeling like I did shortly after my second traumatic brain injury. So I relapsed and in this relapse, I, you know, I'd, I'd heard about it. I heard that that can happen sometimes to people who've had brain injuries, um, and other sort of neurological things. And, and I, I read that, you know, some people who relapse, they, you know, it lasts for a few days. It can last for weeks, but then it'll just go away overnight. And so for me, when I went into that relapse, I was very upset because I just felt like I just keep getting kicked down over and over again. And I went back to my very structured, um, schedule of journaling and taking lots of breaks and meditating and doing yoga and getting out for my walk and just trying to have that and going to bed early, getting off the screen early at night. And that really helps, you know, keep me from, keep me to make progress. And then, um, and then after like three weeks, it was Christmas, Christmas Eve. I woke up on Christmas Eve and it was gone. Like, boom, all those symptoms were gone overnight. And I was like, wow, that was great. <laughs> Almost felt like when I had my, <laughs> when I had a baby, you lose all that weight at once when your baby comes out, you're like, wow, I just lost a lot of weight. 
Um, and then after that regression or, um, I had, I still had, um, issues with my visual system again, and this time they were different from the time before. So my, um, when that happened with my brain, it just, I don't know, it went from to I'm double vision. It used to be, I was double vision being nearsighted, but this time my double vision was in distance. So when I look at, uh, a sign, you know, like you're driving down the road, you're trying to read the signs on the buildings, those would be harder to read because my distance was messed up again. So I went back to vision therapy and this time, I mean, they knew me so well and they helped me, um, get better, um, prescription and gave me a lot of at home tools to use. And I actually didn't have to go three days a week. I just went once a week, but I was in vision therapy for another seven months again for 2022. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been a really wild ride with this traumatic brain injury. And, you know, I often get people who will say, oh, you must be 100% again. And <laughs> I always hate that. And I think a lot of people who have other medical conditions, they hate that as well. I'm sure you can relate because um, when you have a traumatic brain injury, you aren't 100% well yet. It, for me, I know it's going to take years and I don't, I don't even know if I'll ever be 100%. I always have, you know, I have days where I get up and I'm just off and I, I can't even describe what I'm feeling to somebody else, but, or I'm just foggy headed. And I just know that at least, you know, I'm, I'm my own boss now, so I can, I can take the morning to let my brain warm up and let myself, let my emotional levels just kind of, you know, even out. And, and then I can focus on work and bang out a lot of work. But, uh, if I don't do that, I, I really struggle throughout the day. And, um, I also, I mean, I still have sleep issues and I have to take medication for that. And, um, and there's, there's a lot of things, but I, I just want this podcast to be a way for people to know that if you are suffering from something or you're kind of in this funk, you know, you don't have to have an injury to get in a funk, uh, it can just be trauma, you know? Um, but just know like little tiny steps that's compounding interest in making you better. And you are going to have some bad days, but once you figure out tools and systems to help you to be better, your those, those days that are hard or are going to be more tolerable and you'll know how to work through them. So I hope you enjoy my podcast and I'm excited to share other people's stories who've, who've had some really tough things happen to them and they've made 
the most of it. And also I want to share, um, stories about entrepreneurship. Cause it's gosh, starting so many startups in a short amount of time. <laughs> That's hard too. Um, in addition to all the other stuff going on. So anyhow, I, I thank you for listening and I look forward to sharing more with you of this journey.